Why do I get the feeling that I'm more excited for what happens after WrestleMania than the events leading up to and at the grandest pay-per-view of the year for WWE? It's the Double Turn Podcast, and it starts right now. I'm harkening back to a few other WrestleManias in the not-too-distant past that have got me feeling this way. It's the Double Turn Wrestling Podcast. Boss Ross coming at you flying solo tonight, the week before the week of our preview of WrestleMania 35. The J-Man will be back for that show. That's going to be a crazy night, let me tell you, because we have to do TakeOver New York and we have to do our WrestleMania preview that will take place next Thursday. And then of course we will have the shows Saturday and Sunday. We'll be watching the shows. And then of course, giving you our reviews of both shows. So much wrestling, so little time and both cards are not even done yet. As was the case when we spoke last week about the show, this is going to be Just an all-out cluster when it comes to how many events are going to be on these shows. I mean, WrestleMania, I joked, was going to be like a 15-match card. It may be 20. Who knows? They may extend it to seven hours. Who knows? Eight hours, 12 hours, a 24-hour marathon. Who knows? (laughs) Like I said, this is the Double Turn Wrestling Podcast. We've got some news. We've got three count, especially of the show, three things that are most important of the week. Match segment and show of the week. And then, of course, like I said, we will have our previews for NXT TakeOver New York and WrestleMania 35 one week from right now. So, on the news front, everybody, we have new members of the WWE Hall of Fame. It is the Hart Foundation. Yes, they are getting in uh, after, well, not seemingly a long wait, but it appears that this was a call that was probably going to be made for a while in the fact that, uh, well, they have somebody that's currently wrestling on their roster that is involved uh, in that uh, induction. Bret Hart, this will be his second time uh, into the WWE Hall of Fame. He was previously inducted in 2006. Jim Neidhart is getting in. I would presume that Natalia is uh, going to induct them, or maybe uh, Natalia and a contingency will be inducting them. They are the the second tag team getting in, even though I know D-Generation X had a tag team in it. Don't give me enough guff for that. But the uh, Hart Foundation, the two-time WWF tag team champions, are getting in. Also, we found out uh, who was getting the Warrior Award, Sue Aitchison, uh, a WWE executive, spearheading uh, charitable programs, including the Make-A-Wish Foundation. So we are now up to the Warrior Award recipient that I just mentioned, the Honky Tonk Man, Tori Wilson, Harlem Heat, the Hart Foundation, and headlined by D-Generation X. I still think King Kong Bundy's probably going to get in this year, uh, but we shall see. They still have some time. They are over a week away. They may have a few more, uh, but that's a solid class. One, two, three, four, five. Uh, Let's see, six. Yep, that's six names. So uh, that would be a pretty solid class headlined by DX. I don't know if they want to uh, 
overshadow anybody else since they've got a pretty solid lineup here uh, with with everything I just mentioned. So uh, the Hart Foundation getting in very well-deserved into the WWE Hall of Fame. Uh, the obvious news from the uh, week before is the fact that uh, the main event of WrestleMania will be the first time ever that a women's match will be headlining WrestleMania. It, of course, is the triple threat between Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair and Ronda Rousey. And of course, they cut promos this week saying uh, that none of it would be possible without them individually, and they're all right. Um, I would have to believe the biggest credit probably goes to Ronda Rousey. I don't know if Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch would be main, would be main eventing uh, WrestleMania 35. So if I had to guess, uh, Ronda Rousey probably gets the most credit because she brings the most mainstream publicity for the event. Uh, so if I had to pick one, that's who it would be. That does not take anything away from the accomplishments of Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch. Of course, Charlotte Flair is the new SmackDown Women's Champion. She beat Asuka this week on SmackDown. So uh, during the promo, Ronda said, you know, she was bringing mainstream appeal and she's the Raw Women's Champion. Becky Lynch said, well, I've been the hottest thing in wrestling and I won the Royal Rumble. Charlotte, what have you done? And then Charlotte said, I'm going to prove it to you. And she beat Asuka. And so now she's a champion. So we have two belts. As of this moment, only one of them is on the line at WrestleMania 35, and that is Ronda Rousey's Raw Women's Championship. That is the only one that is on the line that, of course, could change within the next week. But as of this moment, that appears to be the only belt that's on the line in the main event of the show. Of course, Kofi Kingston is getting his title shot against Daniel Bryan. That was made official this week after uh, seemingly a well-dragged-out storyline, a long-dragged-out storyline that involved uh, he winning gauntlet matches, the New Day winning gauntlet matches. So we are now up to 13 matches as another one was also added in uh, the Boston Hug Connection, Bailey and Sasha Banks, against what they are being called the Divas of Doom, Beth Phoenix and Natalia, the Iconics added to the match, as well as Nia Jax and Tamita. So a fatal four-way for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship added to the matches that were already announced. So we are up to 13 matches for WrestleMania. 13 of them. Uh, also, let's uh, let me just count here how many matches are there for NXT TakeOver New York since we're in the uh, section. There's still the five. Of course, one is updated. We now have the Dusty Rhodes uh, Tag Team Classic Champions. That would be Aleister Black and Ricochet. They beat the Forgotten Sons. The War Raiders came out after the big celebration. They uh, stood uh, nose-to-nose to end NXT this week. So that is the other match. So the War Raiders against Aleister Black and Ricochet will be for the NXT Tag Team Championships along with the other four matches, Pete Dunne and Walter, for the UK title, Gargano and Cole for the vacant NXT title, Dream and Riddle for the North American Championship, and then the fatal four-way between Baszler, Shirai, Belair, and Kyrie Sane. Also uh, in the news as well, the Uso that uh, got in the that got in the dispute in Detroit. I'm actually now forgetting if it was Jimmy or Jay, and I apologize. Uh, he's going to pay a $450 fine, pled no contest to the altercation that supposedly happened or allegedly happened. So we'll see where that goes from there. 
And uh, Gold Dust, good old Dustin Rhodes, going to be a free agent soon. His no-compete clause is about to be up in May, so soon after WrestleMania. So we'll probably see him in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal and get eliminated. All signs are pointing toward him joining his brother at uh, All Elite Wrestling, probably as Dustin Rhodes. I don't know if he can use the uh, Gold Dust character. I'm sure WWE owns the rights to it. So um, if if that's where Gold Dust ends up, great. It's another veteran presence. Even if he doesn't wrestle, uh, he's got a pretty good mind for the business. He can probably help out a lot of those guys that he has not had a chance to work with thus far. So that is your new. Actually, you know what? I forgot one other thing. We finally found out why JoJo has been off TV all this time. She posted on Instagram that she is pregnant with allegedly Bray Wyatt's child. So congratulations to uh, Bray and JoJo. Uh, JoJo again posted on her Instagram page that she is prego. So again, congratulations to them and uh, bringing a child into the world. I'm sure JoJo will be back on television uh, soon enough, but that is the reason why she's been off television. I know I had a question of that for a while. So, uh, again, congratulations, and uh, hopefully everything turns out all right for uh, JoJo and the child and Bray, of course. So, that is your news of the week uh, for WWE and, of course, the Double Turn Wrestling Podcast. Three count this week. I was going to take a very cynical road in uh, talking about my displeasure about what's been going on with uh, now the main event of WrestleMania and the Kofi Kingston storyline, and I could still do that, and, and and maybe I will still talk about it, and actually part of them I am going to talk about this week. So three count, the three most important things going on in the wrestling world this week, according to us, or in this case me, because I'm flying solo tonight. My number one on my three count this week is why in the world did we have a beat the clock challenge on Monday Night Raw? Why? Because we had to get all three women on television wrestling, and... Let's see how they book this. So Ronda went first. The champ, the one that everybody's supposed to be going after her belt, right? The champ. I get that she's the heel, but you would think the baby face would go first. because She wants to prove herself. So Ronda goes first, has an insanely long minute and a half match to win. Charlotte went next, didn't beat the time, and then Becky just won. So not only did we have a waste of a beat-the-clock challenge that had no repercussions, no advantage, and no point, and we had three short and completely devoid of merit matches showcasing your supposed three stars of your division on one show. What a nightmare. And you made the Riot Squad look like complete jabronis. Just completely worthless unbelievable Monday Night Raw okay I'm very much looking forward to the aftermath of Wrestlemania because a lot of these storylines I could care less about and I want to see the advancement of the storyline and where we're going from there I realize that there are some people that care about the Becky Lynch storyline there are people that care about the Kofi Kingston storyline good for you I don't so I'm looking forward to what happens next because that's where we're at Once you have the baby faces get to a point where they're the champ and they reach the summit, now it's, okay, what's next? Who's going to beat them? How are they going to stay relevant? 
Now that the chase is over, it's like a bad supposed relationship where it's all about the chase and then you get there and there's nothing to it. So you wasted all your time because the whole thing was the chase. That's how I feel right now. And so when you present to me a concept that doesn't matter for the triple threat match, it's not like anybody gets an advantage for winning. You just decided to do it just to do it. And it didn't make any sense to me. So that's my number one on my three count this week, a completely useless beat the clock challenge that A, didn't make anybody look good, B, didn't make me want to care about the story anymore, and three, buried an entire stable just for giggles. Unbelievable. Just unbelievable. All right, here's my two of my uh, three count this week. Look, I understand that you are massively pushing Aleister Black and Ricochet. And for the most part, I don't have any problem with it. I really don't. Because you don't have any plans for them as singles. Your tag team division is a disaster. And you want to showcase them on TV. And you want to put them on TV in front of an audience that maybe A, hasn't seen them. Because a lot of them probably don't watch NXT. Or if they do, they want to see them succeed on the main roster. And you're putting them in a position where even when they lose, they look good. Or if they lose, they don't lose in a way that really just kills any type of push they have. Now, I realize the argument is, well, I really wanted to see Aleister Black and Ricochet be single stars. Guess what? They still might be. Last I checked, when the Shield came up, they were wrestling six-man tags, and Rollins and Reigns, who are two of the biggest stars they have, started as a tag teams and winning the tag team titles that looked like giant pennies. I didn't see anybody complaining then. I didn't. I didn't see anybody complaining then. So if your idea is to push Aleister Black and Ricochet, great. Now they're in a match where they're now, as of this moment, okay, as of this moment, they're wrestling on Saturday against the War Raiders for the NXT Tag Team Championships. Now, in theory, they're also wrestling the Revival at WrestleMania for the Raw Tag Team Championships. So, do we have a situation where we're going to have them on multiple shows anyway, and that's the plan, and that's what we're going to do, then why not just have them win both titles and say, well, we're the NXT champions and we're the Raw Tag Team champions, and you keep pushing them. I personally would have not had them win the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic because you already called them up to Raw, so they're already main roster guys, so you don't need them to win your NXT Tag Team titles. And since you're in this position, I don't need them losing to the War Raiders, personally. And you could have put in a team like the Forgotten Sons, who have actually been pushed decently, have them in a match against the War Raiders, in which you have the War Raiders play babyface in that feud instead of heels, it makes more sense because then that ends that story arc and it keeps the story arc going for the main roster. I just want some common sense, okay? If your plan is let's just give them two sets of belts, then they're going exactly the route they're going. But if they don't win on Saturday and they win on Sunday, why'd you have them in the match? You could have had the Forgotten Sons in that match, still had them lose, still kept that feud going, and still kept two of your guys that you're really pushing as talent on your main show off of NXT. That's all I ask. That's all. I don't think it's too much to ask, personally. But who knows? My number three of this week, yeah, I can't 
I can't not address it. This Kofi Kingston storyline to me is absolutely off the rails, okay? I get it, okay? And by the way, I have to hearken and keep coming back to this, okay? He filled in for Mustafa Ali in a gauntlet match. He pinned three main eventers. He was kept out of WrestleMania because Vince didn't see him as a main eventer. They then cut promos saying he's worth it, and Daniel Bryan cuts the promo in place of me saying that the fans are fickle and that he doesn't deserve it after 11 years of service. Okay. So then, if he was going to be a guy that you see as a world title guy, why not push him earlier? Oh, wait, because the New Day had to get him over. The New Day, an act that has pretty much run its course, that we're all waiting for the breakup to happen. And by the way, it's not like anybody's pining for the, oh yeah, we want to see the Big E, Xavier Woods, Kofi triple threat. Don't kid yourselves. Nobody has been yearning to see that match. No one. Unlike the Shield breakup, which everybody was gushing over, saying, oh, we can't wait to see Roman versus Dean versus Seth at WrestleMania in a triple threat for the WWE title. No, you're not seeing that because the New Day have been a novelty item in a tag team division, and that's how Kofi helped getting over, even though you probably should have put over Big E, who, in my opinion, is still going to be more of a single star than Kofi Kingston has ever been. But then, on top of all of that, you've essentially had Big E and Xavier Woods cut promos for Kofi, with a few exceptions. Kofi's had a couple of promos. So now you're setting up for the eventual breakup in which you really don't know which way it's going to go. You're going to have Big E and Xavier turn heel. You're going to have Kofi turn heel. You're going to have a triple threat. You're going to have one of them turn heel. I mean, you've got options, but the option should not be Kofi Kingston wins the title at WrestleMania, which again, we could go back to, well, Vince is going to give them what they want, which is Kofi wins, Becky wins, and Rollins loses. Because we have to keep Brock on television. Because the Universal title has been proved absolutely useless because it's not on TV. So now you've conditioned people to not care about your stupid red belt. I feel better. I do. That's my three count, everybody. One, two, three three most important things in the wrestling world to me this week. The Kofi Kingston storyline is annoying. I just want this match to be over with. In fact, here's what I will tell you. I'm excited for Roman and Drew, which was officially made this week. I forgot there was a third match that was added this week. Roman and Drew, that should be fun. AJ and Orton is going to be awesome. Shane and Miz is now a false count anywhere match. That was made this week because, you know, we can't have Shane McMahon in a wrestling match. Oh, wait, they already did it with AJ, and it was one of the best matches of that WrestleMania. Why can't we just have a wrestling match? Because it's Shane McMahon? Look, I understand that I don't need to see Shane McMahon wrestle at WrestleMania. I also don't need to see Triple H wrestle at every WrestleMania, but that's not going to happen because it's happened almost every year. So I don't always get what I want. That's fine. So I guess we're making the best out of it. I was about to applaud them for saying that they only had one stipulation on this pay-per-view. I realized, well, Ross, a triple threat is a stipulation and a fatal four-way is a stipulation. You're right. It is. However, we only had one no-holds-barred match and 
Triple H's career is on the line, which, of course, lessens that value of that match because Triple H ain't losing. Oh, wait, we kind of already knew that because Triple H is on his got-to-get-all-his-wins-back tour. Look, I know the J-Man loves Triple H. He's his boy. Your boy, Triple H. It's ridiculous. Yeah, let's just have uh, let's just have Triple H get all of his wins back. Why not? Why not? At this point, he should wrestle uh, Shelton Benjamin again. Yeah, how about that? Maybe maybe we should bring back the Brooklyn Brawler so he can get his win back there. Maybe he should wrestle Vince again and get some semblance of a win back there. Maybe The Rock. Maybe Austin. Maybe some other people. I don't know. Let's just get everybody that he's lost to and uh, have them all. In fact. You should bring Hulk Hogan back just for Triple H to get his win back from the undisputed title from 15 years ago. It's a stupid stipulation. That's all. So if you haven't noticed, I mean, if, if, if you haven't heard, I'm not really that excited for WrestleMania 35. Now, the last time I was not excited for a WrestleMania like this was 31, and 31 happened to be a pretty good show. Right, We had the cash-in, there were a couple other things at 31 that were good, so I was really not excited to go to 31 or watch 31, and I did anyway, and I was pleasantly surprised. So maybe, maybe I will be fair and say, perhaps I will be pleasantly surprised by the outcome and the presentation and everything that goes with WrestleMania 35. Maybe I will be. I doubt it, but maybe I will be. We shall see. Match segment show of the week. Oh, my goodness. Let me tell you something. I'm going to start with show of the week because outside of of very few things, Raw was a mostly forgettable show. SmackDown, I don't even want to talk about because it was infuriating. Because once again... We had the exact same show two weeks in a row with gauntlet matches, and two weeks in a row, we basically sacrificed the entire show for one storyline. Yes, but they also did a match between Charlotte. Actually, you're right. Charlotte and Asuka was not part of the Kofi Kingston nonsense. You're right. Okay. Then we had Kurt Angle's last match ever on SmackDown end in a DQ to go up against an A.J. Orton feud that has been great, but I didn't need to see in the middle of Kurt Angle's last SmackDown match ever. I didn't need to see it. I mean, look, it helps the storyline, but you also could have done it after the match instead of in the middle of it. Maybe I wanted to see A.J. and Kurt wrestle one more time. I didn't get to do that because SmackDown as a show was a disaster. Skip it. Unless you want to see a good Charlotte Oscar match. In fact, That's all you should watch on SmackDown this week. Watch Charlotte and Asuka have a very acceptable match. Don't even watch the gauntlet match. Don't do it. Because once again, we're killing an entire show for one storyline. It's ridiculous. Oh, and then the Usos forfeit in the middle of it, no repercussions. None. Because the boys. Dumb. Skip SmackDown. It sucked this week. So, my show of the week is NXT. Why? I'll tell you why. Adam Cole cut a great promo. Johnny Gargano cut a great promo. I had Matt Riddle 
winning a match and then doing his thing on top of the stage against Dream. That was acceptable. By the way, Cole and Gargano is now a two out of three falls match. Okay, great. Again, I could have done with a singles match, but I understand it's two out of three for a vacant title, and those two are going to put on the best match of that show. It's not even going to be close. And then we had the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic, which, by the way, is my sh- is my match of the week as well. So my show of the week is NXT because it was just crisp. It was good. In, out, one hour. It was great. NXT is not always that way. Match of the week is the finals of the Dusty Rhodes Classic between Ricochet and Aleister Black and the Forgotten Sons. It went long. It didn't feel long. It felt like the pacing was good. The action was great. I wish Jackson Riker would have gotten more involved than he did. He got thrown out at the end of the match. You got to see Ricochet and Aleister Black, who are all over television, prove that right now they are one of the best tag teams in the company. I know that's ridiculous, but that's how they're booking them. And as long as you're consistent and you tell me they're good and they win matches and they're high profile and they put up the matches in which... I'm supposed to A, care about them, and B, they actually put up quality, I'm fine with it. Because the tag team division has mostly been a joke for most of the better part of a decade. So why not try something? I'm all for it. I would have booked the Forgotten Sons to win, but if this is how you're booking it, this is how you did it, it was a great way to end the show, it was given time, it was worthy of it, and I loved it. That's all I ask. So that's your show of the week is NXT. Match of the week is the uh, Dusty Rhodes Classic Tournament Final. Forgotten Sons, Ricochet, and Aleister Black. Segment of the week was tough. But the Elias skits in New York City on Monday Night Raw were absolutely gold. There were not one, not two. But three segments. Now, when they've tried this stuff in the past, by about the third or fourth time they do a backstage thing, it gets old. Or you're not as into it as you were the very first time you saw it. But these Elias promos in New York City just kept getting better and better and better. They have so much faith in this guy. I wish they had more faith in him in the wrestling ring. I really hope Vince just doesn't see him as a comedy act or somebody they can't get behind. This guy is awesome. I said this before. He is the best character they have in this company right now. The best character, and he's pretty good in the ring. I really wish they would take him seriously as a competitor, put him in a high-profile feud, right? Then have him slowly win championships, start with the mid-card, right? Do that. I'm telling you, it's not going to be a mistake backing a guy like Elias. And it's skits like that that are the perfect reason why this guy has a real future with this company as long as they don't tiptoe around and just beat around the bush with the fact that he's getting better in the ring and that he's actually going to be quality and draw for them. And maybe that's the concern is that he's not going to draw for them. Well, you got to take chances on guys. And if you want to see an entertaining segment, or in this case, segments, go watch the Elias skits in New York City on Monday Night Raw. They're short. You can find them online. You will not regret it. However, something you will regret is watching the fact that apparently our celebrities this year 
are the two guys from Saturday Night Live and Braun Strowman in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Last I checked, and perhaps I'm not culturally relevant on this, Saturday Night Live is A, not that great of a show anymore, is really not relevant anymore, and is not really that funny, and the only thing it's really known for is Alec Baldwin doing Trump impersonations. That's about it. So now you're telling me that the two guys that do Weekend Update are going to be in a battle royal, and I'm supposed to care why? I don't know. I don't have a great answer for you. Because it's WrestleMania, and they have to have, quote-unquote, celebrities. I don't know. I don't know. Also, you want to watch a good show this week? Watch uh, watch NXT UK. Well-paced show. You want to watch some stuff you don't normally see? Watch that show. Although the end of that match, the end of the main event of that uh, show was scary because uh, they did a double injury angle, a double injury angle. And I don't know if it was a work. I don't know if it was a shoot. I don't know if both guys actually got hurt. I really don't know because it looked very scary. And I mean, look, if you haven't watched Jordan Devlin wrestle, do it. If you haven't watched Rhea Ripley wrestle, by the way, Zaya Brookside actually held her own against Rhea Ripley. If you have not watched it, do it. Oh, I'll tell you two other guys you should absolutely pay attention to. Eichner and Bartel. Those guys cut a great promo on UK. But then uh, it was uh, it was Mark Andrews and Noam Dar. Uh, there was a scary moment at the end of the match in which, uh, well, it's crazy. Andrews went for the stun dog millionaire, and then there was a reverse Hurricane Rana and then the X sign went up. It looked like a work, but I don't know because it was a double injury angle. So hopefully Mark Andrews and uh, Noam Dar are okay. But NXT UK was a good show. 205 Live was its normal show. It was it was a normal show. Gulak was in a six-man tag. But Raw watched the Elias segments, watched the main event, which was McIntyre and Ambrose, last man standing. Watch that. And then uh, watch the Charlotte Oscar match, watch NXT, watch NXT UK, and be happy with your life. Because I realize I've ranted this whole time about how unhappy I am with the product. There is still really good stuff going on. I just don't like stuff forced down my throat and told, and and I'm being told on television. This is what you should care about, and everything else is on the back burner when I don't care about it. If there was a storyline that was overarching, like the Daniel Bryan storyline, which, by the way, they're just copying and pasting, the Daniel Bryan storyline everyone cared about. I'm here to tell you, I don't think everybody cares about Kofi Kingston. And you know what? Even if I'm in the minority, I think the majority is wrong. And they could have done the Becky Lynch storyline so much better, and they've just... They've just rested on their laurels and said, well, we've given them what they want. Now she's going to win the title at WrestleMania. Here you go. Instead of 
upping the ante at every show and keeping me engaged and keeping me wanting more. You just said, all right, here's what you want. Here you go. Like, what's the incentive? There isn't. There just isn't. So as I said before, WrestleMania 35 and NXT TakeOver New York preview shows next week. So we'll have a double edition next week. We'll have two different shows that will be up. Soon enough, we will also have some exciting news on the show front. Some other things were approved this week, some behind-the-scenes work this week. Very exciting news. I can't wait to tell you guys once everything is official and up. It is a big step for the Double Turn Wrestling Podcast. I know J-Man was excited when I told him. I Again, I cannot wait to tell you the news. Some stuff that's been uh, in the works for a while finally is here. So we'll give you all the news when I have that. Just telling you about it now because I'm very excited and I wish I could tell you. So that's going to do it for the Double Turn Wrestling Podcast. Boss Ross flying solo. Again, double edition show next week. For the J-Man, he'll be here next week. This has been Boss Ross. We will catch you, or I will catch you, on the flip side. Flip side.